0: Hey you, what's happening at work? What's keeping you up at night? What's causing you frustration or depleting your wellness at work? Talk to me and with me. This is Joyce O'Donoghue, your host with the What's Happening at Work show, where we create solutions to work, live, and play well. Join me now for next episode. Hello, hello. What's happening at your workplace? So as we look at the landscape of work, things have certainly changed. And what used to happen at work six months ago is not happening at work now. It cannot happen. So wherever you go at work, be it a school, be it a workplace, anywhere you go, you need, you're going to see something different happening at work. And, you know, times have changed. It's no longer the status quo. We can't do the same things we used to do. We can't congregate in the lunchroom, right? You've got to wear your mask on. In my office place, I'm, I'm at the front of the building and we have tenants at the back and there's a school. So I have to wear a mask whenever I get out of my office. And that's not just for myself to protect myself, but also to protect others. Because work used to be a collaborative place. It used to be a place where, uh, well, it's supposed to be a place of collaboration, a place of joint effort, a place of looking out for others and focusing on performing at a high level. How? ever, where we are now, we're seeing that life has changed. We're facing a completely different situation where we cannot do the same things we used to do before. We need to focus on providing support for others. We need to focus on helping others. We need to focus on keeping others safe and ourselves safe. And that's a good thing because when we think about others, by keeping others safe, you naturally keep yourself safe as well. So going to the bank, recognizing, hey, you have to use the sanitizer. You you have to stand in line. You have to be six feet apart, Going to a grocery, it's the same thing. If you work in a grocery store, if you work as a bank teller, right? It's a different kind of dialogue. You know, I I usually go to this meat market uh, where they sell grass-fed, grass-fed um, meat. I, I go to get bones for bone broth for my stomach. And when I go, sometimes... They don't have the checkout. They don't have the tap. So they use a pen, <laughs> you know. So work is about being industrious. They don't have the, the tap. So you can just tap your card. You still have to point things. So they got a pen with, you know, that you can use to point. So they just wipe the pen off and give the next person, oh, here's the pen. So you're just it's like, look at that. You got to be innovative, you know. And COVID-19 is forcing us to be innovative. When I talk to people, when I see people post online, or even just talking to colleagues, we're starting to see how innovative people can be, how innovative we have to be with the coronavirus because everything has changed. We cannot sit bemoaning, groaning, and whining about what used to be. It will be amazing, amazing. For everything to go back to normal, for the world to go back to normal, for us to be able to do the things we used to do before. But from where I sit, that doesn't look likely. It doesn't look like it's something that's going to happen. I think we're always, from this day on, going to be more cautious. Maybe not have the same heightened level of caution that we do now, but be more cautious. This is going to remain in our subconscious. It's going to remain In our mind, the washing of hands, the not touching surfaces, not touching our face, the, you know, cleaning things off, wiping things down. I think that is, I don't know if I want to give up that practice. I was speaking to one of my colleagues in another part of the world. And he said, I haven't had a flu since the virus, since we've been wearing masks. He said, I haven't had a cold, I haven't sneezed. This mask thing is keeping me healthy. And I chuckled at the, same, at the time, but I was like, you know what? It is. There are a lot of pollutions that, that we can, you know, filter through the mask and that keeps us healthier. And in your workplace, as you're working with each other, you have to remember that we're all going through this Transition. None of us have the answer. None of us know when it's going to end. None of us know. None of us really ever could have foreseen the reality that we're facing right now. I think it's a shock to everyone's system going through that. And it's the same for your colleagues. So have a little bit of patience. Have a little bit more patience with them. Be a little bit more courteous. Be a bit more understanding. Be a bit more compassionate. When you call on the phone and it takes a long time for people to answer, we know because of coronavirus, staffing is limited, right? Not everybody is open. And so we're seeing not everyone is back to work or back in the office. And so we cannot expect to get the same level of service that we used to get before. It's just unfortunate, but that's the reality. So we're not getting the same level of service. We're not getting the same... Things happening. And so we have to stop and say, okay, we're in a different world and we are doing things differently. So one of my clients I'm coaching right now tells me, Joyce, I hate the silence at my workplace. I hate the silence. My bosses are not realizing that we're virtual and they need to respond and to communicate with us a lot better and a lot clearer. Because we keep waiting and waiting and waiting for an answer. There is no response. We ask a question and there is nothing. And if you're a leader, I want you to remember that. Because there is stress that comes with that. The added stress of wondering, of sitting, of wondering and worrying or making assumptions about what could be happening. We don't want to be doing that. We don't want to be making assumptions because you know what happens. You make assumptions. They're very, really correct. And we go on an assumption and somebody's on another assumption. So it's important for us to get our facts straight. And in order for us to do that, we need to communicate. We need to talk to each other. And we need to listen to each other. And we have to be considerate with each other. It's just a must. This is not the time for us to start picking hairs and losing our temper with each other because we need each other more than ever. You know, at my workplace we had to get hand sanitizer. Well, we always had a little bit of hand sanitizer, but we have to get volume. We have to get a big one point gallon, one point five gallon jug of hand sanitizer. And then we have to think about how to dispense it. Well, do we want the pump or do we want the, you know, no touch? And so we go in no touch, in bathrooms, we make sure everything is working because we want to keep safe. We want to ensure that our coworkers are not exposed to the risk of the virus because of our error, our negligence. And that's something that all of us have to take seriously. Meaning we can't just let things slip anymore. We can't just ignore things and not deal with them. We have to be more proactive because people's lives are in the balance. A simple thing like exposure to the virus can mean life or death for someone depending on their health status. And many people may seem healthy, but they may have underlying issues that we don't know about. And so it's imperative for us to be cautious at work because we are at work for seven hours. We're, we spend an extended period of time with the people at work. And there are so many of us coming from various workplaces. Some of us take the train. Some of us, you know, my son had to be, he had to be isolating. But then he had to go take the plane and then the train and then a cab, an Uber and a cab. So All through those times, you're exposed and you're vulnerable. So you still need to wait that 14 days. It doesn't matter where you go and you're going. Give yourself that time to ensure that you're not spreading the virus. You're not going to be a carrier of the virus. Because that's really important because none of us want to be responsible for a colleague or a colleague's family member, right? Because it's not just your colleagues. Your colleagues may be like you, young and healthy, but they may go home and give it to somebody who passes it on, to somebody else who passes it on, to somebody who has, who's vulnerable. And that is where the big issue happens. So many people say, ah, it's just a little virus people are getting too far. It's not that. It's the potential long-term effect that this virus is having on people's bodies. People who are already immune-compromised, are finding that they don't just recover like the flu. There are so many symptoms that's lasting after. And some people may never, ever stop having symptoms. This is the most unfortunate disease that we've had to deal with in the history of the world. And so we need to start thinking about how we can... And, you know, you may say, oh, well, Joyce Ebola is bad. and uh, Yes, those are, but they're not as violent. They're not as easy to pass on and when you have it, someone knows you have it so they can stay away from you. Whereas with COVID, you don't know you have it. You could be a shatter or carrier and not even know that you're you're making someone else sick. And I think that's what the struggle is in workplaces. So I want to end on a happy note. One of my one of my contacts on LinkedIn posted today, and he was showing what life is like in their workplace. And it was so funny because everyone is wearing a mask and one employee got out of his office, going down the hall, and he sees another employee, and he doesn't know what to do. They both stand up, looking at each other from opposite ends of the hall. Way. It's just like, really? so funny. Same going down the stairs, somebody going down the stairs, somebody coming up, realize, uh-oh, oh, we should both be going down. They start running. <laughs> so you start to see the dynamics, and you realize, we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. If we don't, we will start crying. And we'll all be depressed and hanging around. We need to start being funny. We start to start see the human things, and we have to start enjoying life and work anymore. Yes, work is not the same. And uh, my 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 colleague was telling me, uh, who wow. works at the school, the kids are learning how to, you know, drive, and you know the the teachers are finding fun way for the for the kids to. Understand the social distancing and what that means, and 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 she was so surprised. She's like, oh, they're little kids and they're remembering, and, they, and they really they're so uh, committed to wearing their mask. And and, it's, and you know, one of my girlfriends, her little son is like, school is so different. It is so different. I can't go hang out with my friends. I have to stay with my group. And they're learning a different kind of boundaries. They're learning a little different. And you know, you you think about those teachers who've had to go in and modify, and that's what their work is like. All of our work is changing. I have not been in a classroom since March. When I left the classroom on March 18. I got an email saying, we can no longer have classroom. And all of our classroom classes, all of our face-to-face classes were canceled. And so now... Uh, Then we started doing a bit of stuff virtually. And then there was like nothing for a while. And then we started again virtually. So it's, it has been some stop and go. So work has been different for all of us. And we're all finding our way. And we have to be compassionate. We have to be understanding. We have to be loving. And we have to have a good sense of humor because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Because none of us know what to expect. None of us know what's going to happen next. None of us know what, we'll, what we will see at work next. You know, they're telling us, look out for a second wave in the fall, in the winter months. We're, we're in some parts of the world, it doesn't feel fallish, but we're living in, in Western Canada. Actually, we're in Central Canada, close up north. And so it already starts to feel like fall here. So we're saying, okay, there's more to come. How do we learn to keep ourselves safe? How do we learn to keep our workplaces safe? One of the things I'm noticing now, most of the, the supermarkets and malls are re- making it mandatory to have masks in order to enter their premises, which is a good thing because I want to know when I'm in there, I'm safe. And that, you know, there's hand sanitizer we can clean our hands before we go. It's good. It makes me feel safe. So if part of your job, if your job is making it safe for your patrons and customers to come in, I applaud you. Right? If your job is to make the equipments to for others to use to make their workplace safe, then I applaud you because what's happening at work is very different than it did than than what would used to happen in January, February, and even in March. We are our needs are different. We the supplies are different. Look, we're buying gallons plus of and sanitizer. So hold a thought, right? So we have to recognize that things are different and just go from there in any event. Uh, that is kind of what's happening at my work. And as I go through the next few sh- shows, I'll be sharing just some of the things that are happening at work, some of the things I'm seeing, but we're also getting ready for the Global Workplace Wellness Summit because behind the scenes, our work our work is continuing because we're planning the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, November 12th to tenth to 13th, and that's happening virtually. So you can join us for free anywhere in the world. You've got this link. Uh, join us at the globalworkplacewellnesssummit.com. You can go over to my website at interpersonalwellness.com and learn more about the Global Workplace Wellness Summit. We have the links on all our websites where you can learn more about the summit. I look forward to hearing from you and hearing more about what's happening in your workplace and how are you dealing with some of the stuff that you've had to do? What are some new things you have to do that's happening at your workplace that didn't happen back in in March and and, uh, and, uh, back in January and February? Tell me what's going on at work for you. Bye now. You've been listening to What's Happening at Work. This is Joyce O'Dillison, your host, and I want to thank you for being with us. Thank our guests and our sponsors, Interpersonal Wellness Services, Inc., the Global Workplace Wellness Summit, and of course, the Wellness Competency Mindset Movement. And if you want to hear from us, learn more or get more episodes, join us at interpersonalwellness.com where we help you to work, live and play well. Bye now, and we'll see you for another episode.